0: up everybody and welcome back to the ghost cult magazine podcast i'm your host keefe today's episode is an interview with chips enough of the legendary enough's enough enough's enough's new record is diamond boy out now on frontier's srl records check it out what's up everybody it's keefe from ghost cult magazine ghostcultmag.com and i am here with rock royalty chips enough of enough's enough how are you doing man
1: uh, anytime I get to come to New York and do an interview, I'm real happy because I, I started this when I was a little kid back in 1989. And to still be going in the 21st
0: century is a miracle, my friend. Nice. And welcome to New York. We're right here in Manhattan, uh, here at the record label. Chip's got a brand new record coming out, Diamond Boy, on Frontier's record. Really excited to talk all about it, man. Uh, So first off, the record is just terrific top to bottom, I have to say. Uh, It's classic. It's a classic, classic sound. So right off the bat, obviously, look, you never mess with the formula, but- where where do we start with this record after the last few? Uh,
1: where we started was uh, we looked at the template of what Enough stuff is at right now, which is 20 albums out. Of it. it's, uh, the average life expectancy of any bands three, four or five years. So first to still be making records is, is truly remarkable. Uh, and that, But not to sound immodest, there's still a lot of hard work out there. And I had a bunch of songs. And I said, uh, the label Frontier's two songs. I said, here's what I'm working on. And they go, it sounds terrific. Sarfino, who was like the godfather there, said, uh, it sounds great. Let's do a record. So I just, I had a bunch of songs. I just started putting them together. And my my template was uh, 70s. I didn't want to make an 80s or a 90s or a 2000 record. It was already been made. We did that all those years. I wanted to go back because I remember Clive Davis saying to me years ago, Chip, if it's 20 years old, it's new again. So we went into making the recording. Uh, We started tracking analog, so big two-inch tapes, which is a lot of fun, and it's very tedious. It takes time. And then from there, I just started recording the songs with very minimal overdubs. Uh, I looked at Genesis when I started doing this. Uh, When Peter Gabriel left the band, uh, Phil Collins took over singing, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I thought, uh, we'll just make a real good rock record, glitter rock record. Showing the best elements of pop, metal, alternative, hard rock. Put them in a the blender and see where we go.
0: Killer, man. It's definitely a contemporary sounding record, Diamond Boy. Uh, I have to rave about these songs. Obviously, the single, Where Did You Go?, is blowing up Spotify and all digital platforms and everything else like that. But uh, I really love Fire and Ice. I love Metal Heart. These are terrific songs. And, and look, Enough's Enough doesn't have a formula, but if it did, Great songwriting, catchy hooks, great vocals, and killer guitar on almost every track. So if you have been a fan, you will love this record. If you are just getting familiar now, everybody come along on the train, it's a badass record, man.
1: I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun making the record. It was certainly a challenge. Uh, the, The game has changed. It's a different landscape out there in the country right now. There's a lot of really good artists and music out there, from hip hop to rap to R&B to rock to metal. I listen to it all. That's probably why the songs have come out this way, because I need something to write about. And that was my template, looking at all the different things that are happening around the country and uh, a lot of fodder out there. And I think we came up with something that's really unique compared to what's out there. Because we're not like any band out there, I think, but we have elements of it. we pick the bones off all of our favorite bands, and that's when that gives us our style, I think, and that's where we stay, we I think we stand alone in a lot of ways because of
0: that. And definitely uh, would attest to the longevity of the band for sure. And, and as you mentioned, you're now the sole you know frontman of the band, this is semi new role for you, but you've always been kind of out front, the spokesperson. that has been your band. Uh, you have been the leader of the band for all these years, but now you are actually fully. In, you know, sort of assumed leadership guilt, visually.
1: Uh, guilt by default, okay. My <clears throat> brother left in 2013. Uh, my guitar player, uh, he split in 2015, saying he couldn't do it anymore. He had some uh, issues. And no fighting or anything. Nobody was in a big blow. I don't have a great story to talk about how, you know, uh, the singer slugged with my wife, even though he did years ago. Uh, oh. It was all about it. But he's just, uh, the, the business changed. And uh, you get disillusioned and, about what's happening in, in the country with, uh, with music and with people in all the sales and having to go on tour and a sacrifice that's made to do this for a living. So uh, I looked at uh, the landscape and said, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give this a go. I think I can wear this dress well. And uh, I've sang on all the records, every single no rec- record that we recorded on, sang on, and produced and played on and guitar, bass, whatever it was, it, to, to get the song to bring it to fruition. So it was no different here. I said, I'm going to take over and go out on tour. And it's not like the old days. In the old days of enough snuff, when the bus pull pulled in front of the house, we'd get on the bus, there'd be two ounces of cocaine, there'd be a bottle of Jack Daniels for each guy to the be There'd be enough Pilly Poo's to fill a pharmacy. And it was... Uh, Really, it was like Pablo Escobar and Cheech and Chong hanging out with us for a month or two on the road. And it was all about the, the extracurricular activities. Even though the band was serious about the music, uh, to to really go to the next level, we needed to take it uh, and, and to, uh, medicate ourselves. Uh, nowadays, everybody's real focused. Man. We're having a great time. And not to say that we don't uh, admire those bands that have that strut, because we certainly do. I would be lying if I said I didn't. But we're not partaking in anything like that. It's really about coming out to your city, playing a great concert for a reasonably priced ticket, meeting the fans afterwards, getting back in the Oscar Minor waiting wagon, and going back out there because it's the first time in 25 years where we have a tour a new record in conjunction where you can work it all together and so it's a
0: real nice little thing we have happening right here right now certainly uh you've been a survivor as you just uh, attested to uh you know one of the things that always impressed me about the band because a lot of bands you hear an amazing record and then you go see them live and they cannot do it whatever it is backing tracks or they can't sing and especially you guys always had the no matter who was in the band always the great harmonies always brought it live great performance and the band right now is killer i don't think people realize the talent you have you always have had but this group of, of people is tremendous you have with you okay. so let's talk a little bit about this group and how we're going to translate these amazing new songs and the hits all to the live show the
1: band does work really hard I have no problem with any bands doing stuff like that, but as long as it's, you know, just supplementing the songs, uh, like the big bands do it. That's okay with 70% tracks and 30% band. And I got a little a question that maybe a little bit, but sure. everybody does a little bit of stuff out there, the biggest bands in the world. and It sounds good. So, um, you know, more power to everybody, how you, you wanted the experience for the fans to be real special. And that's the most important thing. And then it's, it's tough going out there and playing these songs every single night. And I got a good band, though, right now. I got Tony Fennell, uh, ex singer from Ultra Vox, former guy. He took mid year's place in the band and uh, they sold 15, 20 million records. He's done really well playing sheds and arenas all around the country. And he was kind enough to come out of retirement and join us enough. So that's great. I got uh, Torch Duff Reagan playing with us guitar, a wonderful singer, guitar player. He had a band called New Black Seven. And, uh, and uh, they have a new record coming out, as a matter of fact, right now, so, same time as Enough's Enough, which is great. Good timing on his part, very very intuitive man. And I have Daniel Benjamin Hill, who used to be in a band called Super Big in Chicago, playing, It rounds out the band, he's a young little 29-year-old guy, full of piss and vinegar, a great drummer. So I, I put, we put a solid band together, and we believe in the legacy of Enough Enough and everything we've done from the old days. and. Nobody, all we want to do is take it to that next level. It's a brand new chapter in our life. And you know, some people don't want to see that. They want to see the original, all the original guys there. And I can't do that because I lost my brother Derek in 2004. Ricky Parent followed in 2007. Donnie left and there's one guy left, It's me. So I, I had no choice. It was either uh, go join Missing Persons again or play with Adler from Guns N' Roses, who I love dearly, he's like a brother to me. Or another man, or just you know, just forget about it. Put a fork in. I said, I'm not ready to. There's still gas in this fucking tank, and I'm not
0: stopping. Nice. And this record is proof that there's still gas in the tank. And actually, uh, as an East Coast guy, I remember Ricky very well. Jersey guy. Rest in peace, man. Um, and it's tough when you see guys. Pass away, but you're still here. You're a survivor, as I said. Uh, and let's just talk really quickly about the industry, right? You alluded to there has been changes, and obviously the party atmosphere and things. But um, for a guy who had a, as we talked before this interview, a, a single on a horror movie soundtrack in 1985. A debut album in 1989, a hit album in 91. Fast forward now, 30 years, 35 years. It's a pretty crazy time. Uh, I know you have several records, not your whole catalog on Spotify. How do you feel about streaming and all these different uh, platforms? Well, it's
1: been a change in the garden. Man. It's, listen, it's tough for all the bands out
0: there. Anybody
1: that's watching this, you got to want 24 hours a day, brothers and sisters, or get out of the business and move. Get out of the way and get, leave room for the new casts that are going to come through. They're hungry. It's uh it's very difficult out there landscape, uh. And as far as how I feel about Spotify and all those sites, well, they provide a service, okay. Uh, however, I don't like to read stuff where uh, an artist has like Peter Frampton just recently tweeted that he's sold he had 55 million streams of one of the songs and he was paid one point. One one thousand seven hundred dollars for fifty five million streams. That's yeah, not fair, folks. Um, Let's pay the artist. I'm even if I wasn't an artist. I remember going in the old days buying the records. The same thing was a it was a treat. It was a special occasion when your favorite bands, Alice Cooper or Queen or Kiss, and they're putting a record out. Led Zeppelin in the old days, you know that all these bands put great records out and it's exciting to get the news door record you I gotta, gotta go get the new morrison record in. and it's said uh, the the change in the garden is there right now so i think that uh, the new way for any artist out there is to get out there and play shows live that's the new that's the, the stream where you're going to make the dough and you at least make a living live shows maybe a movie a soundtrack a tv show a commercial there might be a producer or a director comes out and sees you and it's all about be nice, okay? That's what I'm saying. That kindness costs nothing, and with you, you, can give it so much. So uh, that's what you got to do. Go out there and play shows and sell your merchandise and, and, and do the things you need to do to move your career up. And you got a chance there. Everybody has a chance. Uh, you don't do those things, nothing's going to happen. But I, I feel good about the future. I feel confident. Anytime an artist gets to put a new record out, it's a blessing because – New music, you good ready right, for a movie or TV show or something. You don't know you something the brand, uh, more than anything to a tour, and that's we're getting ready to go on a major tour. So, um, it's all good. And any bands that put music out there, uh, kudos. I wish them all well because it's a tough
0: business out here. Kill them with kindness, people. Kill them with kindness. It's not just enough to be a legacy band, but you have to be current. And uh, we were talking offline earlier about your other interests in music, modern music, and all types of genres. Uh, beside your main gig here and maybe your other guest appearances, what other uh, interesting stuff have you been getting into on the producing side and the songwriting side? You
1: know, I've been producing records. I've worked with guys in Journey and worked with Steve Miller's players and his band and uh, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, Cheap Trick. Uh, I know I am selling. Like I'm bragging, but I'm proud of it. I've worked with a lot of great artists. You know, I did records. I did a couple of records with Twista and with Kanye West and Malik Yosef. And I played on these records and I produced the records and I sang on them. And those featured vocalists, I've really done a lot of stuff. And some stuff that I not not credited on that I played on with cats. And I just didn't want to be a one-trick pony. I, and I thought, there's not a lot of rock guys I know that dip into... R&B and uh, other stuff outside their genre and I do and I like to mix it up and that keeps things healthy for me and maybe something out there I, I don't do it just to, for the big success I do I want people to know about it for sure and that's always about the chips but maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel at the end of the day someone's going to hear and see that and go that's the guy we want to get for our movie or soundtrack that's the guy I want to get to play on my record That's I, I mean, that's exciting to me and I love those kind of challenges. And I, uh, the hip-hop guys are great. They always share really well. I'd like to see more rock guys doing that, too, as well, where um, we can all get the room together and can make some magic happen or do it through uh, you know social media, through the Internet. There's uh, all kinds of ways to get together and make ma- magic happen. And uh,
0: just kind of be willing to do it, and don't be afraid to push that button. That's amazing. Uh, congrats on all that. Uh, I'd love to see more maybe you will convert some rap and hip-hop and pop fans into some rock music fans. They'll check you out and drop down a rabbit hole and learn about some great rock and roll and some metal. (laughs) Well, we'll see. It's usually the other guy down below. But uh, Chip, man, it's been a pleasure and an honor hanging out with you today and uh, talking about Diamond Boy. I'm really stoked for this record. Uh, Everybody, go out and get Diamond Boy. It's going to be out now on Frontiers Records. I'm Keefe from Ghost Cult Magazine, Ghost Cult Mag, and we're out. Thanks, man.
1: You live to
0: be 100 years old. I doubt it highly, but I thank you, man. Thanks Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.